Introducing our next guest, Anthony Farah. You might remember him from Beauty and the Geek. He's a digital creator, a Harry Potter expert, and a genuinely good guy. Please welcome Anthony. So hello, Anthony. How are you? Thank you. It's good. How are you feeling? Feeling good. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. What's what's on in your world at the moment? What's happening? Uh, What's... I just came back from an expo in Wollongong called Gamma and also mm-hmm. Naughty Nerds. And, um, Naughty no- Nerds. Yeah, Naughty, Naughty Nerds <laughs> is sort of like a mix of Comic-Con and Expo together. How fun. So it's like 18 plus gaming, cosplay. Um, How do we love, not know I, about this? I love cosplay. There was a So You Think You Can Drag competition. No. And I did fun. get dragged. You did. got dragged yeah. up. Yeah. I have a picture. Show oh, my yes. God. Have to show us. We'll have to show our listeners. We'll have to show our listeners. Bring it up right now. Yeah, please. Have you ever done it before? Uh, I've done a lip sync competition before. Yeah. Where at like Christmas Comic Con last year, I dressed up as like Christmas Captain America and did holding up for a hero, but the Shrek 2 version. (gasps) Yes. And I got up on a table and I jumped off into a superhero landing. Oh my God. That's amazing. There is a video on my socials. I need, we need to look that up. We need to find this. (laughs) We just need to hang out with you more. It sounds like you go to all the fun events and do a lot of fun things. I mean, Comic-Con and and Sexpo in one. I mean, what more can you want? There's not much really, is there? Well, we'll definitely be at Comic-Con coming up. Oh, yes, my God. That's fantastic. <laughs> that's great. Well oh done. Oh, my God. I'm expe- having big expectations for Comic-Con coming up. What yeah, you're going to dress up as? It's going to be fun. So you're going to be there? <laughs> I'll be there. Yeah, amazing. Day. Where can we find you? Uh, so there will be a Beauty and the Geek panel happening at 1.15 on the Saturday on saturday the 10th of uh june yep and that is uh a whole bunch of us are gonna just sit down and talk about our experience it's basically like nearly a one year since we were announced yep. as being wow. on beauty and the geek and everything so sort of like a retrospect yep. retrospective panel yep and everything and i may have a bit of tricks up my sleeve oh maybe testing some of the some of the panelists on how much they remember from okay. the experience. Okay, great. Like a little reunion with you guys. Pretty much, yeah. That'll be so much fun. Yeah. Can you share with us your personal journey um, from right from the start? So when you auditioned, how you felt when you found out about getting on the show? What was that like? So that's an interesting one because I actually also auditioned for the previous season. Oh, you did? Ah. I did. I actually was um, – so it was like back in the back in like 2020, I was like talking to my friends. I'm like, there needs to be a dating show just for geeks and mm-hmm. uh, like someone that have like in uh, very common interests and sort of like like the Bachelor. Yep. And then just like us, just getting to know each other and everything. Because like dating apps are hard. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, they're very yeah, hard. For everyone, they're hard. It's yeah. hard to rifle through people that are serious or that actually want to get to know you. Of course. But then also like you have this whole stigma, like this whole idea that if you don't look a certain way, people aren't going mm-hmm. to actually talk to you or give mm-hmm. you the time of the day and everything. So I'm like, maybe there should be a day show where it sort of cuts out all of that BS and just is all about connection. Yep. And then uh, the Beauty and the Geek um, came out. Uh, casting came out and one of my friends tagged me and then they got in touch with me being like, hey, we saw you were interested. Can we jump on a call? Yep. 
And so I did all that. I did, I kind of progressed through uh, doing like an in-person audition yeah. as well. And um, I think like in the beginning of January of 21, uh, the talent person got in touch with like, hey, um, so unfortunately you're not through, oh. but we'd love to keep you on a list, on like a standby list. Yeah, okay. I'm like, okay. And then I found out they were going to be at um, Oz Comic Con Homegrown, which was like a, a two-day event in Sydney. It was like their first one, sort yep. of like a smaller version, no international guests or anything, just to kind of give back to the community. And I saw that they were going to be filming there. So <laughs> I was like dressed as um, a gender-bent Black Canary from the Birds of Prey film that yes. came out yeah. the previous year. And um, What a they, costume. I know, right? <laughs> they, it's uh, amazing. The head producer saw me. He remembered me from the audition and everything. And um, I actually make a cameo <gasps> in 2021 season. I'm just like, if you look, you'll just see me like walk past and I sort of, look at the like not that's like, great towards the camera but you can notice like my yellow yeah hair yeah and everything um so I'm like okay and so 2022 uh the casting for 2022 comes out and i just apply normally um they asked for us to send a video so i sent like a one minute video of like everything i love so i did like this whole cosplay transition where like every like i was talking about why i love cosplay and like when i click my fingers i change into a new costume right and everything and they love that. And then um, I got a call from them being like, hey, we want to invite you to another in-person audition. And they were like, by the way, can you wear your Harry Potter? Great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, no. Worries. You don't have to. Pull. You don't no, have you don't to tell have... me. And I was like to them, do you want Fantastic Beasts? Do you want Hogwarts? Oh, like I gave them a so try. Right. <laughs> and so they were like Hogwarts. I'm like, okay, good. Um, and then, yeah, and it was very much of just going through that whole uh, process again. and whole bunch of calls uh did medical tests to make sure you're uh fit and healthy yep and everything and then oh wow, even a medical test that's yeah it's like intense a lot. yeah it's like std tests blood wow blood wow. tests everything like the whole lot I yeah i suppose with your mental health and everything they need yeah. to check over like even meeting with a psychologist to make wow. sure you're good and the funny thing about it is that the psychologist actually remembered me from the previous yep. year so yeah it was very it was it was much more not as nerve-wracking as previously because I had already done the process yes. mm -hmm. and everything. So, yeah, it was just like going there. And then I think maybe on like a week before we had like gone to film and they're like, uh, my producer, Dan, he calls up and he's like, he the way he says it, it sounds like very like uh, sort of like sad, like you didn't get it. Like, And I'm like, oh, no, Aww, it's happened again. And he set like, you up. Oh, by the way, you're on video. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, re reality TV has, you know, a bit of a reputation for being really tough for mental health. Yeah. How did you prepare yourself mentally for a show like this? Well, I didn't know, like, what I was kind of going into. Like, I've I saw it on TV and I also was a fan of when it was happening on Channel 7. So back when uh, it was, they were in the mansion. Yes. And everything, like, I watched that religiously. Yes, I'm so like, did I. <laughs> this is the show for me. I want to apply for it when I'm the right age. And then when I turned 18, they're like, oh, we're not doing it anymore. Oh, yeah, like, it was shattered. God dang it. Yeah. So I was like, okay, got to wait. And then when it came back, I'm like, okay, I'm doing this. Um, and so, yeah, so I'm pretty much just put my, just threw myself completely into it. I was like, if they ask me to do something, like, 
we we met with the psychologist and everyone like while we were on the show mm-hmm. and they were like okay so like what are your boundaries and i'm like okay so i have like certain boundaries like for example i won't take my shirt off on tv like mm-hmm. i was very particular i'm like it my sort of my brand i was sort of building up before beauty and geek was very much family friendly i would do dress up as captain america yeah. so very much of like wholesome yep. content i'm not so i don't really drink i don't do drugs I'm very much of keeping a very wholesome friend because I understand not just because it reflects my values and my morals and everything, but also when it comes to working with brands, it's better because it kind of keeps me open to work. Better, yeah, definitely. (laughs) I suppose more brands would be more interested in you because you're not just this one niche or singled out as a certain kind of stereotype, especially when you're wholesome. It gives more brands, you know, like they don't have to worry about you doing something ridiculous or anything like that. But yeah. I also feel something huge that you have is you're able to connect with people and your personality yeah. and how likable you are. Thank you. So I feel like, you know, you can, you can be anyone, but the biggest thing which brands for, and I feel like they look for today is they really want people to be able to connect to someone yeah. and be authentic and genuine to yourself. Of course. Have you been in a relationship before the show started? No, never been in a relationship. Yeah. Single as a Pringle. Yeah. So prior to going into that. I think my longest relationship has been with food and pizza. Yeah. (laughs) Same, same. (laughs) (laughs) Like uh, there was, I I did a TikTok where I was like talking very like romantically, but I'm like talking to pasta because that's like the type of relationship I had. That's funny. So. Were you quite anxious about going onto the show then, you know, not having had a girlfriend before, having, you know, immediate interactions with with women? So I rebel a lot around girls. Like I felt very comfortable being mm-hmm. around girls. Uh, for the majority of my childhood, I was like, I hung out, hung out with groups of girls. I've grown up with sisters, never really had yeah. any brothers until mm-hmm. my sisters got married yeah. and everything. So I've always been surrounded by girls. Yeah and everything so it's very much of it wasn't that nerve-wracking to be around girls um I think one of the things which I kind of was a bit worried about is that what if none of the girls like me and I'm like okay I'm just gonna just go just be myself and try my hardest and it's no surprise that you know you were partnered up with a beautiful Tegan um I'm not personally shocked having watched the show and sitting here talking to you now. You're an absolutely beautiful soul. Um, and as Holly said, you you form really genuine connections. So Just, I'm not surprised. Yeah, definitely. Your aura and everything. Thank you. What were one of the, well, some of the most challenging moments you faced while you're on the show? Uh, so I think, so growing up, I've always been, it's like being the youngest in my family and everything and also going through bullying and all that I've always put a lot of blame on myself so um going through that those elimination challenges even though they were quizzes and trivia I was very much in my element and I was like there was no way that I could possibly go home because yeah. I'm sort of like in my element yeah. and I, I know what I'm doing like I can pick up on little details but it's very much of that that understanding or like that little voice in my head being like you're the reason why Danny and Nate have gone home. You're the reason why Sam and Angelique, uh, Emily and Jason, Michael and Tara, who are like one of the most loved couples yeah. on the show, <laughs> you're the reason why. You were the villain. Oh. <laughs> 
the unintentional villain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's actually so many people wouldn't even care about that. So for you to just say that just shows you how much of a big heart you have. Compassion. You're, you're not just you're not thinking about yourself. You think you're more concerned about everyone else and other people leaving off the show. Yeah, like on I think after actually it was after Danny and Nate after that first elimination challenge. We were back in the green room, like preparing to go back to Sky Suites, which is just down the road. Yeah, from literally. Here. Yeah. Um, and I cried, like I, I, I w- was looking around at everyone else's reactions, and everyone was crying, and I'm like, I, I, I did this, like this. This is this is my this fault. Is like this is me. And then I, I, I couldn't deal. Like it sort of felt like survivor's guilt. Yeah. And like we were doing, we had one of our interviews the day after, and. I just cried. I'm like, I can't, I, I, I don't know how to, I don't know how to react. Like I don't know how to process this. So and you'd never felt anything like this before? Not really. Like when you're like playing Harry Potter trivia in a pub, it's like, cool. Like the stakes aren't that high. Yeah, that's right. Where, like, oh, they're just going home. Like, and like they didn't win a prize. But when it comes to like being on a reality TV show, you're like, this it's is a bit the more involved. experience yeah. ending for them. And Something that um, our wellness uh, coach, uh, Renee, said to me is, like, you're, you're very empathetic. Like, mm-hmm. I, I very much could relate of, like, what if it had been the other way around and it was me who went home. It was very much of, I feel like a, my dream had ended. So yeah. it was very much of, like, oh, no, I just killed someone's dream. I am the reason why they're not able to continue yeah. in the experience. Okay, I can see. I can definitely see where, you know, this might have really stressed you out as such a compassionate person. What sort of skills did you learn from the experience to cope with that anxiety and that feeling of survivor's guilt? It was a lot of meditation. Yeah, okay. So uh, I think it was like from after the second elimination, I was like, okay, I got to do, I got to get out of my head. I got to just de-stress. So that whole weekend was just me watching Harry Potter, yep. building mm. Lego. Just, oh, love Lego. Just trying to stay as calm as possible. And then from the third uh, the third uh, challenge that had an elimination with it, so it would have been probably the fifth or sixth challenge entirely, um, I'd very much just like have my headphones in, just listening to calming meditation music to kind of keep me calm for any challenge. Yeah. And that actually helped out a lot because yeah. it didn't let me get in my head and it very much kept me focused on what I needed to do to not feel, not to overthink everything and to just relax. Yeah, so it sounds Did, like you actually had a fairly good grasp on it. Yeah. yeah. Did you ha- receive any professional help during the show or after the show, Ed? There was a psychologist on call. Yeah. Think, so we could talk with them. Uh, but I did find I found a lot. I found I got a lot more clarity and more help what I needed when I was talking with our wellness person because yeah. Yeah. I had been with them since the very beginning and I'm talking about they were the actual talent manager yeah. from when I auditioned for the 20, 2021 season. Mm-hmm. So I had knew them. I, would be, I was very comfortable with them and I could just talk with them about anything and what they were talking about like really helped out a lot. So Yeah. yeah. And you still speak with them now yes. to this day? Yeah. You're actually going to – a birthday party in Melbourne next weekend, am I right? Uh, in two weekends. Two yeah. weekends, yeah, amazing. Uh, so were there any specific moments or experiences on the show that you believe contributed positively to your mental health? 
I think having Tegan there, so just having mm. Tegan there as support was really great because like we had been there since we had been together since like the very beginning like mm -hmm. we didn't go through any couple swaps or anything we were like there from the beginning and also uh with that because I had chosen her and she wasn't yeah. necessarily paired with me and it, it felt very much I had more control and trusting my gut more and yeah. everything so starting having there I I call her my uh Golden shining light beacon. Oh, yeah, that's so and she's lovely. Just, she's just such a radiant, um, a radiant positive energy for me, and it really kept me calm just having her there. But also like all the other beauties and the geeks, mm. uh, Brie, Carly, Heidi, Tara, Daniela. As much as we didn't really get to know each other as much, uh, and like everyone else, like just growing close and just having someone there to talk to, uh, at the beginning not really having anyone to kind of bond with over the elimination yeah. challenges other than Tegan and then when Emily and Jason went through it and then when Chris and Bree went through it and Dan and um Michael and Tara well that was like at the end but yeah, yeah sort of like having them to kind of connect with yeah. and as I, I remember after the dog uh the, the agility course challenge mm -hmm. Uh, I remember talking to uh, the guy, I'm like, hey, if any of you need help, if you want help preparing for an elimination quiz and what it's like, please. Yeah. Because I felt very, I felt this challenge was sort of made for me very much of like, I could talk, I could actually yeah. commentate on what was going on. It yep. very much felt like I was, it was more in my wheelhouse yeah. and everything. And Tegan was the one uh, running the course. Yeah. The <laughs> I'm like, yeah. yes, it's, it's a perfect So I didn't really feel as nervous as I have in the other challenges uh, previously, where I was like, okay, we're, we're definitely going yeah. into an elimination challenge. But even like at the mixes, I still had that like doubt in my mind being yeah. like, what if we're the ones going into it? So I've it, heard you reference Tegan as being a combination of Wonder Woman and Hermione Granger. Yeah. 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 What was it? Was there a specific moment or something she said or she did that made you decide that you were going to pick her? It was at, so it was when she was doing the course at, um, in the first episode <laughs> yeah. where she literally just leaked yeah. Yeah. over one, like she's a freaking superhero. Yeah. yeah. Um, in that red dress, I in, can in remember that, that the red, moment. Yeah. That, and then when she was mentioned, when she mentioned, I'm like, I need someone to help me with my spelling. I'm like, I am great at spelling. This is how it's supposed to be. Aww. And so I was like, and even before that, um, they pulled us aside. Like, we didn't even know their names. Like, because that whole episode was shot over two days. Yep. Oh, so, was it? Yeah. Yeah, right. So it was, like, back-to-back -back days. Mm. And um, actually, no, for, for – actually, no, the entire week, really, because it was, like, Monday was we did the whole tanks and going down the hill and me screaming my head off. Yes. And then Tuesday Very was – yes. <laughs> And I actually asked them, like, why did you choose that? It's like, oh, we know you can bring the energy. Yeah. And I think I also did show them um, a video of that my friend recorded when we were at a trivia. <laughs> like, can you please record when we win? <laughs> As, yes. like, material. And I, I, I act so obnoxious. Yeah. <laughs> you have such I'm a big personality. Like, I'm like, what? <laughs> so they knew they knew I could bring the energy and that's why and like I was the first person all the girls heard like they could hear me yelling from like the top of the hill that's so great and so on that after that first day when we we're doing our like boxes and um interviews they were like 
uh, who do you think is a secret Harry Potter fan? And I'm like, the girl in the red dress. <laughs> and when she's like, I love Harry Potter too, I'm like, right. She's the, one. She's, the one. she's the one. That's so great. Did you find being on Beauty and the Geek and your journey with mental health helped influence other contestants and viewers? Uh, I would say I I can't really answer that because, like, I don't know what other people's mental health journeys are. Yep. I do think that a lot of people really related to me, yeah, connected yeah. with me I because I was very much open about my fears and vulnerabilities and everything from, like, the first episode onwards yep. and, like, even screaming my head off at the top of sky yeah. on the 18th floor and just being freaked out or even like jumping over a wall of fire yes very much of like no one's perfect like everyone has these fears being relatable i think a lot of people would find that you're relatable and being such an open book and people seeing you struggle but you being just authentically yourself would make viewers feel a connection to you yeah in hindsight is there anything you would have done differently on the show Something that I actually was told by uh, Angelique is that um, I was I was very much in my head that I kind of was very closed off or I had this sort of persona around me that I was sort of like an asshole. And I'm like, that definitely isn't what I, I am. I'm You're just, not was just very yeah. freaking out yeah. about every challenge yeah. and everything. So I think I would just be a bit more open, maybe just being more open about what I'm going through with the rest of the group. I sort yep. of like kept it to myself and just, yeah, okay. I didn't want to be a burden on anyone. I just, because like when I had told people about what I was going through, people would tell me, oh, it's just in your head. Like mm. it's not actually happening, which in hindsight is true, but it isn't something you want to tell someone. No. Especially if throughout their life they've been bullied or they've sort of like put the blame on themselves. Like, the Taylor Swift song, it's me, hi, I'm the problem, it's me. Yeah. That is very much my my whole mantra going through that whole beating experience. It's like, I'm the reason why people are going home. This mm-hmm. isn't what it's supposed to be. It's Holly's mantra too. She, uh, you know, gets shitty when guys don't, you know, ask her on dates. And then when they do, she doesn't know what to do. So she says no. So she is the problem. It's her. I am definitely the problem. <laughs> that Big song, time. I have sung that to Holly a few times. Yeah. <laughs> What advice would you give to someone that wants to go on a reality show? I would say do it. Just be as authentic and real as possible. Like you don't have to put on a facade. You don't have to be a certain person. Just be yourself and someone will connect with you. Yeah. What does your dating life look like after the show then? Uh, I called – so. They asked us what is a movie that you would relate your love life to. I said Harry Potter and Chamber of Secrets. That mm. still remains the same answer. Like, <laughs> yeah. unheard of. Like, <laughs> I haven't been on any dates or anything. Like, no one has slid into my DMs and asked me on they a date. They haven't. Really? No, I'm no. so shocked by that, especially because you're so well known. You go into so many events and everything. And, and you're, you're so likeable. really nice bloody guy. And you're that Prince Eric hair that you've got going on. <laughs> Thank you. I actually watched Harry Potter in the Chamber of Secrets last night. I love so, that. <laughs> yeah, I'm fully aware of what's happening yep. for you there. As a contestant on Beauty and the Geek, and you've had the opportunity to explore personal growth and romantic connections, how has your dating life transformed since being in the show? Do you feel like it's different now to previous before the show? Would you do things differently? 
I I think it's sort of around the same. Um, I identify as pan and demisexual. So for me, it's not just about the instant instant connection. It's very much of building up a relationship yep. before doing anything mm-hmm. like that. Like I've always hung out with girls and I've always like gone out to events with girls, like gone to the movies and everything, but it's always been as friends. It hasn't yep. necessarily like if I was to date someone, I would sort of be like, can we be friends? Sort of hang out, see what if there is any like yep. spark or connection that we have. Yep. And then if there is any potential of it, then explore that further. And there really hasn't been any of that stuff. No. So it's been very much of just like, okay, I guess I'm just waiting, waiting for that right person, uh, waiting for that Taylor Swift moment where like you know you know you yeah. found the person yep. that you really want to connect with and know more about and everything. Yeah. I feel like in today's society, it's so much harder to find a genuine connection as well and to be relatable to someone because I I feel like even for you being on a reality show, a lot of people would want to know you and be around you. So trying to find a genuine partner can sometimes be hard, especially when they don't really want to get to know the real you. Yeah. They, 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 it's, it's very much like whatever you saw on the TV is very much me. Like yeah. even friends who knew me before doing Beauty and Geek were like, you, they really downplayed how geeky you are. And I'm like, <laughs> but you're, you were very much the same as how we've seen you on every, like how we've seen you outside, like outside of reality TV. So there really wasn't any change or anything shocking yeah. that we saw that really was like, oh, this is actually different to what we've seen. Yeah. It's obviously a very intense and emotionally charged situation and, you know, you're surrounded by all these emotions and feelings and cameras. Did you get an opportunity to really identify your type that you're looking for, the values and the things that, you know, you're looking for in a partner? I I kind of, so when, during our application process, they actually asked us to kind of list what the traits were that yep. we look for in a partner. And I've always said someone who's independent, someone who has their own interests and someone like who, who can teach me about something that I don't know, but also someone who can kind of teach me something about myself that I don't know Yeah, wow. and everything. So very much of, I kind of know what I'm looking for in a partner. Um, I just haven't found that person. I think that's a really clear ideation like I think that's awesome I'm probably going to plagiarize it I feel like that's what everyone's looking for and I I think what's meant to be will be yeah and you want to be challenged in a partner but you also want to be an equal so I think that's a really important thing for people to think about is you know you want to have equality and you need to be challenged so then forever that you're growing together you're not growing apart you know a lot of people will be together for a long time and they grow apart because they're completely different people Whereas trying to grow together and challenge one another is definitely yeah. important. What have what have you been up to since the show? Uh, I've done. Oh, what haven't I been up to? You get <laughs> invited to the coolest stuff. We keep looking, and we're just like, we need to get invited to this stuff. Yeah. I I honestly don't know how it happens. <laughs> it's very much of just like, hey, would you want to go to this? Or an email comes my way. Anything like a lot of the social media stuff I've been doing, I've been doing it before Beauty and the Geek. So yeah. it's very much of something I built up on my own and everything. So uh yeah, it's just very much of just networking and connections and just being invited to events and then just talking with people. Yeah. Um, 
last week I went to Fashion Week, which was oh, exciting. Like yeah, we got there. it. Yeah. And it was just like interviews about being a geek and everything. And then just like going around seeing like how people express themselves. That's amazing. Would that be one of your big advice to people is to when you're going to events or certain places to get connections to just go up and talk to people and not be afraid? Do you find, has that changed since this show for you or have you always been like that? I've always been the person to, I'm I'm always like, I'm very outgoing. I'm very confident. Like yeah. going and being gay confidence wasn't necessarily an issue with yeah. me being like, I would be able to go up to one of the girls and like find that connection, like yeah. talk with them. Some of the girls really intimidated me yeah. a lot just by like their persona and the way they uh, carried themselves. The way they carried themselves. Yeah. So some of the girls really intimidated me. So I didn't really like, talk with them as much yeah uh, but for the majority of them yeah I was able to like really find that connection I think you exude so much confidence and I know they're casting for the bachelor and bachelorette at the moment I, I think you should apply for the bachelor have amazing. You? Oh, oh, amazing. I can see it like I think you'd be so much fun like I feel like you've got such a great yes. personality and you're so kind like I feel like you're so lovable so Watch I'm, out the I'm for it. Yeah. I'll, I'll have to apply. <laughs> oh, yeah, apply. <laughs> yeah, like I, if look, if if there's anyone who thinks they could challenge me in Harry Potter trivia, that's like the oh. challenge. Like, if you could beat me, then I'm like, okay, okay, I'm interested. Let's 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 see okay, more that's, of this. That's a really good leadway. So, if you are <laughs> interested in Anthony, if you can beat him in the Harry Potter quiz, then you've got a chance. I think I'm not bad, but I don't think I'm Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Anthony, we're going to put those Harry Potter skills to the test. <laughs> We've let you get a, get to know us a little bit more throughout this interview. Before we went on air, Holly and I went through the sorting hat process yep. and we found out what houses we belonged in. Okay. <laughs> we want to know what you think, and we understand your knowledge of us is quite limited. What, where are you sorting us? You can't offend do you us, have so it's all right. Do you have questions to help you answer that? I, okay, I... Are either of you competitive? I'm very. Yes. Okay, you're both competitive? Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's, a, that's an interesting one. Um, okay, so for Holly. Yes. I'm getting a lot of Slytherin or Ravenclaw vibes from you, like big Slytherin Ravenclaw vibes. That's very much of the ambition but also like creativity yep. and everything. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm just going to say you're spot on. I was Slytherin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm nervous. <laughs> uh, and for Tegan, you have very much of like you love everyone. You're very much of someone who believes in like fair play and everything. <laughs> what don't and, I love everyone? <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's, you're you're very much of like everyone has a, everyone has a go. Like you're not like like in the stereotype of Slytherin is that they very much believe like only a certain class of people can be yes, yes. wizards and everything, yeah. the pure bloods and all that. But for Tegan, I'm getting a lot of like Hufflepuff Gryffindor vibes. Oh, I think. You, you're on track. You're on track. They were the two that I I thought I was going to be and I was one of them. Okay. Gonna, I'm going to take a, Oh, I'm going to say a Gryffindor. Yes. yes. There we go. <laughs> you, wow. He's spot on. 
on. He's spot on. Oh, it's no. funny because I'm someone that likes to buck the norm and if there's a trench coat that everyone's wearing, it doesn't matter how much I love it, I won't wear it. I'm, oh, yeah. I want to be different. So I really wanted to be Hufflepuff. I love their values and stuff, mm, but yeah. I am – I, I am brave and I am courageous. I know that. And I do want the best for everyone. And I do have a big heart. So I'm not surprised at all. My wand, however, gave me some cl- conflicting information. Yeah. <laughs> I was an English Oakwood with Dragon Core. Mm-hmm. So I have a tendency, my wand has a tendency, if I don't stop it, to perform or prefer dark magic. Yeah. No, that's that. <laughs> I can say that. That's why we get along. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that is me as well. If you push my buttons, you're yeah. in trouble. Yeah. Well, what do you think of this? For my wand, it's a walnut wood, mm-hmm. a phoenix core, eleven inches, yeah. and it's rigid flexibility. That's good. So, what can you say about that for me? So, rigid flexibility is very much of how how it kind of into like how loyal it is to your to the to an owner. So, yeah. for example. If the wand is flexible, it kind of can sway. Like uh, how a wand changes its owner is that if the original owner is either disarmed or the wand is taken away from them, mm-hmm. the ownership of the wand transfers to the other person. So yeah. uh, with the wand being flexible, it has the tendency to kind of adapt more to a new owner. So it it isn't necessarily it isn't necessarily loyal to you like like hardcore. Yeah, yeah. I guess, but um. But if, if we both had geez. rigid flexibility, does so that mean rigid, that it's quite loyal to us? It's, it's, it, it, it veers on the way of like it is very loyal. Uh, uh, interesting. So what do – so Phoenix Core, what can you tell me about Phoenix so Core? So Phoenix Cores are produced very powerful magic. Uh, they are the same core shared by Harry and uh, Voldemort and uh, myself. Hey, and well. Yeah, we're the same. <laughs> You're yeah. a Gryffindor as well, right? I am a Gryffindor. Great. But also a lot of people think I'm a Ravenclaw when they first meet me. Um, there's actually a funny story. Uh, when I was on our, uh, on my way back from a trivia with one of my friends, Charlotte, um, there was this guy harassing her. And I'm like in my full Harry Potter uniform. Mm. I have a wand and everything. I'm like, someone try something. And I went full Gryffindor. And she's like, <laughs> no, 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 don't, don't do anything. And she's a Hufflepuff. So she doesn't really like like to get into confrontation. Yeah. I love anything. that phrase. And I went her. full Gryffindor. I went full Gryffindor. And I'm That's like, so let's good. go. Come on. <laughs> that is so great. What about your Patronus? So my Patronus is a dolphin. Oh, Stop dolphin's it. fun. Yeah. What does that mean? So a dolphin is very much of, Actually, I'll bring up the relationship, yeah. the actual meaning of I'm a dolphin. Gonna... If you have a dolphin as Patronus, it matches your own extroverted personality. Um, so deep down, you're more outgoing than you thought. So I consider myself very much of an extroverted introvert. So yes. I can, I'm that person who I will dance in a shopping center. And there's actually a TikTok of me dancing to oh my a God. Christmas song in a full-on Christmas oh. sweater that I made myself. <laughs> you made Macaulay, the sweater yourself with a Macaulay Culkin head because we went to the Home Alone twentieth anniversary. Yeah, um, that's great. And I had to pretend my name was Kevin because it was very much of like it was the only way to win the competition. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my so goodness. I actually created like a whole Instagram profile called Super Kev ninety five, and I called myself Kevin. That's, that's so amazing. Great. How fun! <laughs> yeah. What do you think ours are then? To go first with Tegan. Patronus. Oh, Patronus. See, Patronus is a hard like, There's so many. They, there, there is a lot. Um, 
See, it, it's hard. It's harder to tell what kind of Patronus you'd be because that's like, based on like core memories and yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's based on like your inner soul. Okay, so it's sort of like your guardian, your guardian spirit, like your spirit animal. That's the best way I can explain well, what a Patronus is. You tell them what yours is, Tegan. I was I was a little disappointed, but then when <laughs> I read the description, I went, "You're right. I am a hedgehog." That's good. It is <laughs> a lovely animal, but a bit of a spiky exterior. And I thought, "Yep." That's yeah, spot on. on. As soon as I walked into the apartment, Tegan's like, God, oh, bloody hell. You never <laughs> guess what I am. Come and have a look. And I'm like, I just start laughing. Then I did mine and mine's a falcon. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Which I thought, and Tegan's just like, of course you're a bloody falcon. I'm a hedgehog. Of course you're a falcon. I'm a hedgehog. <laughs> it's funny though, because so many people put so much emphasis on zodiac compatibilities yeah. as a Gryffindor. And as Holly's a Slytherin. Slytherin. What are your star signs? Aries. Okay. And Aries Gryffindor. Aries. So the elements of that are the zodiacs that are very much tied to Gryffindor are the fire signs. Amazing. Okay. Who should I be? Who who am I compatible with then? Who am I looking for? Am I looking for a Ravenclaw, Hufflepuff, Hufflepuff, Slytherin, or Gryffindor? So there is this uh, common idea that Hufflepuffs and Slytherins really like match well together. They are. The uh, Slytherins called their half Hufflepuff companions Huffle Buddies. Aww, uh, which is adorable. It's so cute. And then uh, for Gryffindors and Ravenclaws, uh, I think Gryffindors and Ravenclaws really like match well together. But then also, like, I think Gryffindor is very much of could really go over Slytherin or even a Hufflepuff. Like Tegan's a Ravenclaw. Uh-huh. So, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. All right. That's well. I'm, I feel like a bit, you know, more at ease as a Gryffindor because. We can sort of just match with anyone then, really. Yeah. Do you feel then that star signs kind of correlate with the houses that you're in? Because I'm a scorpion, a mm-hmm. Scorpio and Slytherin. <laughs> yeah. So obviously that kind of, you know, correlates, doesn't it, together? It kind of does, yeah. Yeah, how interesting. What? Um, well, we want to know who is your fantasy yeah. crush in the fantasy worlds of any genre, any, what is, who is she? Or he? Uh, so I actually, so I have a whole list. Of, you have a list. A list, a list right? Yeah. All right, let's just let's reel off five. Uh, Hermione Granger. Yep. Um, Nymphadora Tonks. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luna Lovegood. Yeah, Luna. And then we have uh, Black Widow and Scarlet Witch. <sighs> I love Black Widow. She's Black one Widow of my favorites. Yeah. Badass. They're all really different. Yeah. Aren't they? Really different. See, I'm I have issues mine would be draco no that's fine that's so good because like look if the way that draco's character works is that he's brought up in a society that is very much of only one type of people can be wizards or witches and then he sort of like has that arc where you see him really like struggling with his whole identity and then there is a scene that they cut from the films but they've also included in the video games where um in the final, in Deathly Hallows Part 2, uh, after Draco has gone over to the side of Voldemort and everything, he actually, um, when they sh- when Harry shows up alive, he actually throws his wand to Harry to be like, go, like, you, ah. you saved me, so I'm repaying yeah. the debt and everything. And it's very much of, like, that arc. Like, I will say that Draco deserved a, a redemption arc more than Severus Snape. I have issues with Severus Snape. Yep, <laughs> yep. You're about the only one then, I'd say. Really? 
I, no, obviously, there's, there's I'm a, not enough a, of a nerd about it. There's a whole community of people really? <laughs> that hate him. Of course there is. <laughs> so, Anthony, we're going to ask our signature question. So if you could tell your younger self or your past self some advice, what would it be? Things may be tough at the moment and thing, and it might seem the world is crumbling around you. Uh, stick in your Harry Potter bubble, like mm-hmm. stick in the safe places of the library and everything. Uh, and don't worry as much about what other people think of you and uh, like what's happening because things will get better. As, as corny as it is, things will get better. That's beautiful. I think that's a big thing we've even said in this interview to you that you are just so genuinely yourself and that's why you've come so far in your life and you're doing such amazing things is because you're just authentically yourself. Yeah. And we appreciate your vulnerability and um, you really align with our values and, and we're absolutely stoked to have had you on. Thank you so much. We're so excited to see your future and where you're <laughs> off to next. And to see you at Comic-Con. Yeah. I'm so excited. We're definitely dressing up. Oh, we're going to surprise you. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank Thanks, so much. Anthony.